right. Hello, 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 and welcome to Hello from the Offsides. Uh, my name is Davis Still, and with me today is Bradley Und Colin. Hey, guys. Hey. Brad, hey. say hey. I said hi. This is forever. two weeks in a row, you guys. Two weeks in a row. Our listeners very pleased. Yeah, and we're going to have three podcasts in two weeks. Crazy. Yeah, uh, one, yeah. one was two months ago, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so listener, this will be uh, pretty pretty great stuff for you. We have a lot going on. We're going to talk about the start to the EPL. Uh, we'll talk about America, um, men's national team, and then we'll wrap it all up with MLS. Um, Renee couldn't be with us today because he's too cool. So having stuff, cut him some slack. Oh, that's right. He's he's getting married. Is he is he getting married at LAFC's stadium? Is that no? But holy crap, you guys! I always occasionally look at the. Uh, I like to look at those cameras when they're building things. That thing's like huge now. It's, it's like a, it's a stadium. Where where is? I don't even know where they're building the stadium. It's like downtown LA almost. Wow. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I know. It's a Oops. good place. Does anyone live downtown LA? This is just me being ignorant. I've never been. Yes. Yeah. You can live downtown LA. LA is like, I mean, I've only been there a couple times, and I feel like this is unfair to Renee, but it's like very pocketed because of like the way it's set up. There's like hills that kind of separate areas. So it's nice, but like, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain. There's like beach communities. Then there's like LA Central. Then there's like outer communities, and then there's valleys. It's it's real intense. Like you can get lost pretty easily if you don't know where you're going. Like I would get lost in LA every time if I didn't have GPS. It's just immense. Like, but people do live downtown. Do you still use a like a Garmin or a TomTom? No, I use my phone. The current year, Davis. You don't need a Garmin. <laughs> And if you're going to reference GPSs, let's we forget that there was one called Magellan, named after an actual explorer. So, allegedly, alleged explorer. Magellan. There's nothing. We're trying to. All right. Anyway, um, all right. So that's our um, talk about LA today. <laughs> this is hello from LA. This is hello from hello from LA. We, um, we can do that if we want Simmons to buy our podcast. <laughs> Talks are ongoing. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about we've got the first week and a half-ish of um, EPL action to wrap up. Um, it looks like apparently, according to Colin's agenda, we have to talk about Man United first. I'm not quite sure why, but all right, Brad, I'll let you talk about you know how awful Man United are. Yeah, Man United, good. <laughs> Man United scoring eight goals against garbage teams is good going forward. Um, and I just got a notification, Zlatan's working on a new contract. So hopefully by the end of this week, they'll have him re-signed again. So, I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot to say. West Ham's not very good. Swansea is not going to be very good. But scoring eight goals against, like, lower-level teams is huge because goal differential obviously matters. So I'd love to see them play someone who's good. And, like, yesterday they scored three goals and, like, four minutes, but they were only up one nothing until like the 80th minute. So I don't know. They're playing well. Um, thanks for Matic. He's really good. Pogba's playing well. Mickey's playing well. 
Uh, Pogba, Pogba scored. Yeah, yeah he scored twice now. Yeah, and um, after 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 Pogba's first goal of the season, Sky Sports and BBC declared him better than God, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was, well, like I said, having Montic is going to free him up more to score, and you're like, I don't see that happening. Look at that thing. Lukaku did score 100. Look at that. Okay. Lukaku is so good. I'm bitter. At least yeah, we have the ghost really, of Bernie. I'm not mad about it. I know. Um, they're playing well. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, I don't. There's, it's a long season. It's two games in. Last year, like, United looked really good after, like, three or four games and then, like, shit the bed for a month and a half. So. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Curse word. <laughs> the only concern I have about United is, like, Pogba and Lukaku are super best friends. So, and I know Liverpool and Manchester are already, like, less than an hour apart, but, like, are they going to just get into too many shenanigans this year and halfway through the season they'll be, like, perpetually hungover so they can't be good anymore, or are they just going to be great? It's one of those two. <laughs> like, that's, that's too I think Pogba takes this way too seriously. Like, during the summer, he's, like, all about his brand and stuff, but during the season, he's pretty low-key stays out of trouble, I feel like. So. Well, yeah, they both, I mean, no one's getting in trouble, but yeah, I, like, no. if you're with your best friend all the time, then you might you sure. know, go to too many chip yeah. shots. Go to Broadhouse just a, one too many times. I did that last night. <laughs> you went multiple times? Uh, no, just one time. Uh, um, so, yeah, United look pretty solid. But, again, Swansea and West Ham, um, two relegation candidates, I think you have to – have to say, um, Chicharito. What's him is going to be okay. Chicharito is really good. I like. I like that little guy. He's more than me, but whatever. My, uh, West Ham have the talent, but I have not been impressed with them for Esver. They, yeah, uh, not since two years ago when they were good that one Payet year, and then he's like, "Nah, dude, I'm good." Can I leave now? <laughs> I don't like it here. He used to be in London, right? No, he wanted to be in France, and that's where uh-huh. he is. And he's yeah. not good there, too. So I've heard, I've heard he's French. So he he's also old. That's the other thing. Uh-huh. Like he's deceptively old. He's like twenty-eight. I know. Deceptively old. He just yeah. He just peaked a little. Yeah. He, he had a late peak, and then he was like, "Well, not anymore." He's thirty. <laughs> he's thirty. That's so old. Older than me. Oh, hey, hey, hey. See, that's why. Yeah. Like, he wasn't good until he was twenty-eight. No. Um, quick United thing, but uh, Bailey scoring was like the first time he scored in a top tier flight ever yesterday. So that was kind of cool. Nice. I mean, it was a really cheapy goal, but goal's a goal. He's good. I like him. Daily Blind. Eric Bailey. Is his name? Eric Bailey. No, it's Bailey. 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 All right. Bye. He's good, though. He's, He's good. Cool. He's good. They also paid $18 trillion for him two years ago. It was $50 million. Worth it. That's what yeah, I said. Probably worth it. That's what I said. We'll move on to the other part of Manchester. Oh, we'll move on to the blue part. Um, they're good still. Brad and I talked about this at length, I feel like, last time. Um, with City and United are probably the, the two top clubs in, in England right now. Hey, um, I, um, I also have can – I, can I do my Manchester City I, uh, eyes on the field report? I don't know what that means. I, so 
you had your eye on the field. I'm visiting with Renee, uh, Nashville, uh, which is not in the Midwest, um, and watched Manchester City play Tottenham in a friendly game. And usually those suck. Not suck, but usually teams kind of half tried. But Man City definitely tried the whole match. They threw out their starters minus uh, minus um, Aguero, and they really went after it. It was it was interesting to watch them play a match, especially against Tottenham, who played Harry Kane played ninety minutes, and so did uh, Erickson. Um, mm-hmm. Deli Alley played like seventy, and they just both kind of went through the motions, or that whole team, while. Uh, City really went for it, and it's it, it's interesting. City looks like they're going to play a lot wider this year. I know last year they were very narrow, and that was kind of a disaster, and they still played well and finished, like, third. Um, but they're going to play really wide. Uh, Kyle Walker looks great. Um, and Kyle Walker's good. He is good. Their press is going to be really interesting. Hello from me. Too, they were running sort of like a – almost like a zone press, uh, like a basketball zone press, like a full-court zone. Um, so I'm interested to see how that works. They ran it in the first half. Uh, so we'll see. How did um, – uh, what formation were they using in that preseason game? They were definitely uh, in a – it looked like a 4-3-3 to me, but a very – like all of the width was coming from – so it was a 4-3-3 that definitely played like a 3 uh, like a three-five-two, like a like a three-four-three. So who who from the midfield dropped back? Um, the center. Who's their their center guy? Their uh-huh. like defensive midfielder. Um, that guy. Whoever that was, def- was the one who dropped back, and it was very much like the uh, John Stones and the other center uh, center back split wide, and Kyle Walker was a midfielder. So was the guy on the left, uh, Danilo, I think. Um, Danilo. It was. I. I think. I mean, the three four three is definitely in vogue, and I think teams have been running it forever. But they just called it a four two three one or whatever with an attacking wingbacks. Um. But yeah, I think. Uh. I think they're gonna. That's kind of be what they're. What they're gonna be doing, and I think they're gonna be really good. It'll be interesting to see them battle with United. It'll be fun. A fun. Uh. Fun derby. But they have to battle with the Toffees first, right? Uh, we play Monday, so we'll see how that goes tomorrow. Well, what are your thoughts on the game? What's your preview take? I'll, I'll do that, and I'll talk about Everton. Um, Everton have really, really improved this year. Uh, I talked about it a little bit in the article I put out. Um, we talked about it. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I totally didn't listen. Uh, Michael Keane was a really good signing, young center back. Uh, Jordan Pickford's stellar, a really great young English keeper. Um, they got those two. They're improving in the middle of the field. They got Danny Klassen. They just signed Sigurdsson this week, so he will be on the team. Uh, hope, probably in the 18, he might start. Um, they have uh, they added Wayne Rooney up the middle, too, and they added a dude, Sandro Ramirez, who's a young Spanish winger slash striker. Um, so the defense has really improved. Everton have not given up a goal in a competitive match this year, and they have had four. Uh, two... <laughs> Three Europa League games and one uh, EPL game. Uh, they've scored, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, six total goals in four matches, which is fine. Um, my my big concern is with the loss of Lukaku. There's just no. We're playing false nines. I mean, Wayne Rooney is a false nine and a half. How dare and, you? How dare I? What? 
I don't know. I was going to defend Wayne Rooney, but you're right. <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's good. He's going to be fine. I think he's going to have a great two years or three but years. But he's not an out-and-out striker. He's not a striker. He's a creative guy, and he's just not pacey enough to be, you know, that that guy who can at least be the pacey guy that plays off of him. So that's my fear. Um, they've got, what, you know, just a little under two weeks left in the transfer window. I really, really want them to get a striker, like an actual striker to play up top. We've got Calvert-Lewin, who's a young guy who's good. You know, Kevin uh, Morales is good. So is uh, Adam Lookman. But all of these guys are wingers. They're, so, they're really deep, and it's going to be good for the Europa League run. But we need a number nine. There's just no nine on the team, and that's good. scary. Do you think you'd shell out big money? Couldn't you try for Gareth Bale? Uh, no, they can't get Gareth Bale. But they would shell out big money. They would. They, I think about thirty-ish million. Big money, you could get Gareth Bale. But Gareth Bale would have to want to come play at Everton. Yeah, exactly. And he shouldn't want to come to Everton right now, though. I mean, not a very ambitious club. Okay, we're not talking about that. Though, if if Bale comes to Everton, I think Everton would become at least top four favorites. Uh, that's yeah, another that's story. What I'm saying, like, if they're really going for it, and it seems like they are, why not try for Bale? Like, they've already they've already spent like 120 million this year. Um, and I don't know if you want to spend another 100 million on top of that. I can't see Bale going for less than 100. Uh, well, I think he leaves winter for less than 100, but I think that'll be too. United wants him. Yeah. So where is he going to play? You can't play all of these guys at one time. You can do whatever you want. Listen, if Houston can have <laughs> Chris Paul. And James Harden, and there's only one ball. We can have as many forwards as we want. Okay. This, so, that, that was the worst analogy of all time ever. It was not great, but I'll, let, I'll allow it. Um, so what I want to do <laughs> well, There's is, only one ball. Here, I'll wrap up my Everton thoughts with who I think they should get for striker with a re- realistic one, um, a kind of a reach, and then a, I think a, a dream that's too brilliant. Um, my realistic one is the guy from Tottenham on their bench, Janssen who just isn't getting to play. I think you kind of do a swap for, uh, for Barkley straight up. Um, or if you really think Barkley's that much more valuable, you say, pay us 10 for Barkley. We'll give you Barkley. You give us Janssen. We'll call it a day. Um, he's not really gotten into the team there because of Kane. Uh, well, he's also, he was also garbage whenever he did come on last season. He was. He's not getting consistent time. And as a striker, I think you need consistent time. Um, I agree, though. I totally agree with you. But I, I do think Janssen is a realistic option for relatively cheap if they don't want to spend a lot after spending all the money. Well, if, and also, to, just to, to your point, I mean, Barkley's hurt. He, yeah. It seems like it's a long-term injury. It's, it's, uh, he, someone's playing. And I don't know if it's Barkley, if it's Everton wanting to keep him, if it's his agent saying, nah, we'll get you to go on a free wherever you want. Barkley's not as hurt as he's. Oh, uh, you think? Yeah, I, I, that's unfortunate. If, it is. Uh, that's true. I don't know why he's he's doing this. Oh, sorry. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to talk about Barkley if you want. I don't know why he's doing this, but it's it's odd. I don't know why he wants out. He's not really showed the class to deserve a move out. To be honest, I don't know why Chelsea would want him. I do know why Tottenham would want him. It's because they're cheap. Um, I don't know why Chelsea would want him, but I'm uh, sure. I, no, I know exactly why Chelsea would want him right now because they have a center midfielder essentially. But he's I mean, not a he's not the ten that he we thought he was. Well, I don't think well, Chelsea don't use a number ten, and I don't think they need a number ten. 
uh, at this point, Chelsea need bodies, to be honest with you. And I think that's the only reason why Chelsea would want him and because he's British. Yeah. At the same time, if I'm Chelsea, the fact that they let Nate Chalaba go and they're going to bring in – or and um, Ruben Loftus Cheek go out. I mean, it, Zuma I just, too. <laughs> Zuma yeah, well, Zuma, but yeah, but Zuma, Zuma plays a different role. I, I just don't know why you why you would spend forty million pounds on Ross Barkley whenever you had Ruben Loftus Cheek, who's been playing very well for Palace so far, and um, and Chalaba, who's who got game time last season. Um, if anyone play spends forty million for Barkley, frankly, yeah. So, um, so my. Well, while we're talking about Barkley, we'll go to another, a little less realistic option, but one that I think I would be interested in, even though I despise him. I think you you go to Chelsea and say, okay, we'll give you Barkley. We want to do a swap for Costa. How much do you want? <laughs> I don't think Costa wants that, and I also don't know if I – I honestly don't know if I could root for a team that has Diego Costa on it. Um, but, you know. That, that's, that, that's not going to happen. They've already, they've already agreed with Atletico. It's happening. Uh, sure. I believe you. So Barkley's contract is up, I believe at the end of the year. So that may be what's happening. He may want to go into free. It's up in, uh, June of next year. Mm. So he may go into free. Um, the, the less realistic option, but one that I would like, and I don't actually know if he played yesterday is Drood. I know he's sort of been for sale and that he has been linked with Everton. Um, Drood might be a little expensive, uh, but he's exactly what we need, and we would give him a lot of playing time. He would be the starting striker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeko has been linked as well. That would be great, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the one that I really, really want, and I think would be a great, pretty cheap option, um, actually incredibly cheap option, is Kyle Aaron. Uh, Kyle, the only issue is I don't know if he has a passport that's going to work or if he's got enough Canadian experience, but... Uh, actually, I don't know how Canadian passports work with England. That might be easier with Canadians because they're technically they're, they're part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Um, but I think Kyle Laren is a really interesting option when you say, you know, he's, he's not getting better at Orlando. That's a fact. Um, he's not getting better there. They need to get rid of him. They're not getting good offers. And if you're Everton, you say, here's 4 million pounds for Kyle Laren. And Orlando says yes for that. Absolutely says yes. Um, and then you've got a 22-year-old striker who is built like Romelu Lukaku, who is a homeless man's Romelu Lukaku, um, <laughs> and who could be really, really good with motivation and with, with good training and with tactics. You know, it's... Uh, and no one, service. And... Yeah, exactly. No one will confuse uh, Jason Christ for being a good manager for strikers. So I think... Uh, I, that's what I really want to happen. I think would be a really good signing for Everton. Um, I think it's probably unrealistic, but I don't know why you don't just say, "Hey, let's throw the money at this kid," uh, even though it's not even that well, much they money. Might, they might not rate him. And honestly, like this. I, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Colin. You're right. I agree with you. I like. I watched him play last night, a whole match against Columbus, and he was dangerous. But you know. Most of what Orlando does is kick him the ball and say, do it. And that's, you know, he needs to get out of that. So I don't know. I hope I rate him, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I rate him, to be honest. And and honestly, I also, I wouldn't be surprised if Everton don't know who the heck he is. 
I mean, think. Of, I mean, who's scouting MLS right now? I, I do. I disagree with you there because okay. uh, Steve Walsh is is kind of a jack of all trades and and absolutely has someone. And I would absolutely say that they have scouted him. I actually think they were linked with with Laren. I think that's part of the reason why I um, who's who is the Steve Walsh that you named? Uh, the the guy that signed everyone for Leicester when they won the championship. Okay, you're not talking about the uh, singer songwriter for Kansas, right? The band I'm, for Kansas. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Joe Walsh for the Eagles. Nope, Steve Walsh, okay. Kansas. Uh, yes, you're right. I agree. You're right. Um, but yeah, Steve Walsh is uh, was Everton's director of, or is their director of like player signings and yeah, Davis was right about super great. Kansas. Well, Kansas are my favorite band of all time. So, uh, yeah, Everton considering a move for Lukaku rumors about four months ago. So, um, Laren for Lukaku, which I think is interesting. I think that's a great signing. If you do him plus someone else and you, I mean, you've got a 22 year old who, if he's bad, then he, you're not paying him anything and you're still paying him more than he would get at Orlando. Uh, but yeah, that's what I want. Um, I still think Everton are going to compete for the top four. If they get a striker, a, a decent striker who's able to get, you know, they need 10 goals from a number nine, if they can do that. Um, and if Sigerson beds in with the team, then I think they will be definitely competing for the top four. Otherwise, I honestly think they've locked up seventh and <laughs> sixth is what they got to shoot for to get the Europa League, see, if, see how they do in it this year. They've done well so far. They're absolutely going for the Man U route of last year, which I think was – a good and smart route for Man U to take and look where it got them. That's all I got. That was a lot of Everton. That's well, fine. Okay. Well, yeah, we missed, we missed it last week. So, yeah, there you go. Um, and I think you touched on, I think pretty much exactly what Brad and I were talking about. If they, if they can find a way to score goals, they'll certainly compete. Yeah. They definitely, they definitely improved, but the loss of Lukaku might prove a little too much to, uh, to handle not- all in one season. Yeah, I agree. It's they're not going to be worse than last year at all. I like. I don't think they'll be worse. They've got enough random new guys and young guys who are experienced to replace those goals, but I don't know if they can take the next step. That's that's kind of where they are, in my opinion. If they had all those guys plus Lukaku, they're you know not a title favorite, but absolutely a top four favorite. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's very ambitious of them. I think it is. It is. But but they sold Lukaku, so. You know, well, they had to. You know, there goes that ambition. He wanted to play with his buddy. That's why he didn't go to Chelsea. I'm fine. I like Alvaro Morata. Yeah, Morata's good. Morata's I, good. I, uh, yeah. I, anyway, um, so cool beans. Uh, what's what's next? Oh, Chelsea. I, uh, very briefly, as I sit here and watch the Chelsea Spurs game, as they're up one nil in the 71st minute. Uh, we talked about Chelsea a little bit last week. Nothing's changed except for their that god awful defeat to Burnley, which I think we even talked about. Um, Touched on it. Yeah, they, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Chelsea. I really don't. Um, I mean, if they hold out for this win, that's like a step in the right direction. I mean, don't. Yeah, this is this would be oh, this would be a massive three points. Yeah. Um, but as far as transfer activity, I I. I I have no idea, and I don't know what's going on um, at all. So I'm just going to not worry myself with it and uh, pull for the boys who are on the pitch. And if 
just let it be, man. I, 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 at this point with Chelsea, I don't, I, I just have no earthly idea. I just hope that Antonio Conte stays. He had some good remarks yesterday. Um, looking forward, looking toward the future. I think he had a quote that he said he was um, looking to break the uh, the pattern of managers leaving after a couple of years at Chelsea, and he was looking forward to playing in their new stadium and this, that, and the other thing. So and leading the team into a new home and he called Stanford bridge his home. So I, uh, he said all the right things. Um, you know, who knows whether or not he meant them or any of them is true, but, <laughs> um, Conti said all the right things. Love that man. Um, and, uh, and that's, that's, that's all we're even going to talk about Chelsea. They, uh, they're kind of hanging on right now at the moment against Spurs. They're, they're, they're not necessarily parking the bus, but they're definitely, Playing more for the counterattack, um, yeah. but they are a goal up. So, I mean, uh, Chelsea just hit the post. Oh well, you might be ahead of me. So that was a good shot. Thanks for I'm spoilers. Three oh three oh four oh five oh six. You're at seventy three oh three. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're thirty seconds ahead of me. Okay. Um. Anywho, so great radio, guys. Yep, great radio, great radio. Here, 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 watch this. So, here, can, I, watch yeah. can I talk about two things before we move on? Ooh. Yeah, I just, saw, I just saw William hit the post, sorry. Yeah, the so second one is Huddersfield Town, you guys. Huddersfield Town is staying up forever. They're never going down. <laughs> Huddersfield Town's manager is an American, David Wagner. Um, I have I, – I think that with his second win today, Huddersfield – undefeated Huddersfield Town, who has never lost in the Premier League ever, ever in their whole entire life. Um, I think he might have more wins than Bob Bradley had with Swansea all of last season. I don't know if that's true. Oh, I think it's got to be true. But he Bob Bradley only won one game and drew yeah. like three or something. He's undefeated, and that means I, I, Wagner's good. He's just very pragmatic. That's that's what like they did. They signed no one. I think their biggest signing was American center midfielder, defensive midfielder, Danny Williams, who I like and is relatively young and I hope gets oh. playing time. Um, but, like... Was he, was he the guy that was at, like, Reading or something before? Yeah, he was. He was Reading's, probably Reading's yeah. best player, second best player. Um, he was their best player, I think. I really want him to get more playing time. He's just kind of pushed out of the team by Michael Bradley. Though, in an ideal world, like, if you have uh, a midfield three... If the U, if the US like were able to do a four three three with Bradley in the middle with uh, Danny Williams and then with some like another like kind of box to box guy, that's pretty interesting in my book. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so Huddersfield Town, I'm super excited about. I do think they'll stay up. They signed no one, which is a little odd. But you know what? They're like, we need this money. <laughs> Let's wait till next season. Let's just stay up. I hope they do. Um, the second thing Talk is... Talk about how dope their jerseys were today. They're pretty. I like those, those shirts. Uh, I was pleasantly like surprised, obviously. Yeah. I've never heard of them or seen them until this year. So Yeah, they're nice. Um, is this the year when possession dies? Is the last question I have. I think we've seen teams that are more likely to say, you know what, we're, we'll play on the counter. We're fine with that. Like We know we're going to be tough to break down, and we know we're going to be lethal on the counter, like a certain team in Madrid uh, who just did that to Barcelona in two matches. Said, we don't care about having the ball. Like We're just going to score every time we have a counterattack, and you won't be able to stop us. Are uh, we going to talk about Ronaldo shoving people now? Oh, we, I'm, 
We can. That was. I'm glad he got suspended. He, he should have been suspended. He should have. That was dumb. Like, don't no, complain about that. But that was a weak shove. It was a weak shove. If that was Dempsey, that ref would be bleeding on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, do you guys agree? Is this the year possession dies, or uh, are we still going to have the like teams that are trying to possess? You're still going to have. The, um, I'm sorry, Brad, but I, I think you're still going to have the teams who want to play sexy, quote unquote, soccer, um, and cool beans. But I think that you're definitely seeing a more a trend towards more counterattacking soccer. Um, that's my uh, that's my two cents. Huddersfield Town apparently have a dude who looks like powder on their team. This Aaron Moy guy who scored the goal today, the Australian, really looks like powder. The movie Powder. I don't know what powder is. I think, I think he's powder. I'm gonna share my screen with you guys so you can see. Really bad movie. Powder's not bad. Don't hate on powder. I'm hating on powder. It's a bad so movie. This is Aaron Moy. He's very bald and very pale. Uh, this is powder. He's also very – oh, nope, that's just actual powder. <laughs> that's cocaine. This is also – this is powder. He looks like the this guy from – Powder. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> yes, they look exactly the same. He's powder. That's Good job. I honestly don't care. And I'm here to say I don't think possession's dead. Okay. That's to get fair. us back on track, like, I just – I don't – like, I think that – it is important, like, in soccer to be able to counter and score. And, like, obviously, you know, teams have been successful and done that. But, like, you can't win games if you don't have the ball. Like, Prove it. Yeah, exactly. Prove it. Okay. Look at any Barcelona game where they play someone and they have, like, 60 to 70% possession. Like, it doesn't matter if you can counter and score if you don't have the ball. Mm-hmm. Counter. Burnley, Burnley last year beat who was it? It was a I thought it was a, I think it was Arsenal. Whoever they beat last year, they won a game with like twenty five percent possession. Burnley last week beat Chelsea in that same sort of manner, didn't they? Shut up, Colin. No, I'm just saying like they did. No, no, they had much more possession than. Yeah, they actually looked really good in the first half. Of uh, that. No offense. Stoke David. beat Arsenal one well, thing yesterday, and Stoke had twenty two percent possession. Yeah. So Brad can <laughs> go kick rocks. Like no, they, they, were, they did what they had to. But I still think possession's like an important thing. Like it just is. You you create better chances through possession than you ever will solely relying on counterattacks. Uh, really? Ever like Arsenal didn't have great chances yesterday. Well, that's because Arsenal's name like their most creative good player. Like. Mazud Ozil, he's really Ozil, yeah. yeah, he is really good. But like, he's overrated. He's overrated, but he's really good. I mean, here's here's the thing. I, I get your point, Brad. Problem against when they had Van Gaal was they focused on possession, but they didn't have that like creative player who can like kind of unlock a defense. So you can have all the possession if you're missing that one piece. Like, that's what I'm saying, not a win. But you're green, Brad. If you have the team to do it. I still think possession's the way to go. Uh, yeah. Irregardless, ipso facto. Let's move on from England. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, very, very, very briefly, I do want to um, talk about Coutinho. 
because Liverpool just had another, I think, a third monster bid that they rejected. I think it was over 100 pounds, at least over 100 euro. Um, and uh, WTF, what's go- what, Colin, what's going to happen with Coutinho? So I would say they weren't going to sell him, but how many matches has he played in their, their first two matches this year? Zeros. Exactly. Has he been in the team? No. Yeah. So they also had a Champions League match that he wasn't in. Why would you not play him if you're not going to sell him? I'll teach him a lesson. Teach him what lesson? Like it's he's not the one that said I want to go to Barcelona. They've, they've he's been a Barcelona target forever. Like I get him wanting to go there, but why not play him if, unless you're going to sell him? I, I don't see a reason why you you make yourself worse and why you risk losing <laughs> like they did last week. In a, in a season when you can't afford to give up points, when the top seven are going to be really, really tight this year. And, and losing points in any match is bad. Yeah. Um, so I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to go to, to my Christian Pulisic, like, beautiful mind zone, if you want, and t- talk about how he's going to end up at Barcelona or uh, Liverpool in the next, like, two weeks. But I think they're selling Coutinho, and I think they're going to spend a lot of money on Pulisic. <laughs> And I think Pulisic will say, you know, I'd rather stay here. And then uh, Dortmund's going to say, nah, dude. Oh. Nah, dude, we're not that ambitious. Oh, did they just score? No, they didn't score. Um, Pulisic, Dortmund's going to say, someone just offered us 50 million euros for you. So see you later, bud. Yeah. Unless they don't sell. They're, they're not a very ambitious team. They are ambitious, but I think they're going to sell to Mele. Oh, you think so? He's good. Yeah, he's not in the team. Like he's gonna force his way out for a lot. Oh, of- really? He's one of them too. Yeah, he's he is not going to train. Uh, it. Colin- That's Davis's least favorite thing is players forcing themselves out. Colin, you lied to me too. I don't like liars. Tottenham didn't score. Chelsea scored on their own goal. <laughs> <laughs> Michi, so Michi scored, but on the wrong oh end. My God, that was bad. Okay. Just fun fact, uh, Neymar has not scored yet today, but PSG hasn't played yet today. So, uh, Can we talk I mean, about Pulisic? Let's, let's just go right Neymar Pulisic. doesn't become irrelevant like everyone said he would. Neymar's going to be fine. Pulisic is better. What? Uh, <laughs> did you really just say that? Yeah, I did. Pulisic had a goal and assist against a better team yesterday. Eat a butt, Neymar. You're saying Pulisic <laughs> is better than Neymar. Uh, yeah, heck yeah, I just said it. Zero chance. Take it back. Take it back. No, that's cool. That's great. Like, I'm glad he had a goal and assist yesterday for Dortmund, but he's, like, not better than Neymar. He's six years younger than Neymar. He's seven years younger. He's better just because he's younger. No, I know. If that were true, I would be better than all of y'all. Is Pulisic as good as Neymar was at 18? I'm not better than anybody. Is Pulisic as good as Neymar was at 18? I don't remember Neymar at 18. Exactly. I, I do. He was playing on a beach somewhere in Brazil. He was playing like a shit ton of beach soccer, correct? I'm not crazy in saying this. So. Uh, I don't he know. I, he was with Santos in 2009. Well, he, was, he was on like a club team, but I'm pretty sure that's how he got found in Brazil. He started out as like a beach soccer kid. I'm pretty sure this is true. I feel like I saw or heard this. He's been playing in 
Listen, I refuse to entertain this argument any longer. This is ridiculous. We're moving on. Okay, let's so, talk about America. We, you can continue talking about Pulisic. I want to keep talking about Pulisic. So yesterday he was really, really good. That goal he had was a world-class goal. Like, composed. He had an assist. It was a beautiful assist. He almost had another goal. He played really well. Um, I think – I still think if – Yes, beach soccer player sorry fine i still think he's not long for dortmund just because of of the market right now i think i know he's been sort of linked with barcelona in the past i think that was more barcelona just drumming up interest um i i think there is a dark place that barcelona goes to if they can't get dembele or coutinho and they say well how about 50 million for pulisic um that would probably be good for him though, right? I mean, I think he would start. I don't know if that's an insane. Thing. I think training with Barcelona is going to be a very good experience, no matter what. I you're right. And I don't think I honestly don't think that comment of like him to Barcelona this transfer season is as insane as it sounds, just because of how well he's played and where Barcelona is and how desperate they are for kind of his exact position, um, a guy who can be the attacker. Uh, I, I mean, I think he goes to Liverpool. My only fear with Liverpool is that he wouldn't start. Like, he's starting. He's, like, bedded in with his third different coach who, like, actually likes him. Like, he's a good player, and he just keeps getting better. So, I don't know. He's super good at the end. He, Pulisic is good. Danny Williams is good. America's good. That's what we've learned. USA. USA, USA, USA. Um, when... When's the next Hex game? Uh, September 1st. Or no, it's, uh, yes, September 1st. Costa Rica. Uh, no, it's not then. It's, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's September 1st. Costa Rica at home. Colin, can I just say this? All right. It's Costa Rica in New York. And when is that game? September 1st. September 1st. Wow. 12. Man, that's quick. That's, that's soon. 12 days. Wow. That's very, 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 very soon. I didn't. I keep forgetting about that first international break being so close to the start of the yeah, season. Yeah, we've got three in Honduras. If we can get, if we get six points from that, we've qualified for the World Cup. If we get four points from that, we're pretty good. If we get, why would we not get six points? Um, Costa Rica's tough, and they will have Kaylor Navas unless something happens. Um, but, but that game's in New York. It is in New York, but that game's in New York is the other bad thing because guess how many? Uh, guess how many? Actual competitive games we've played in New York City that aren't like Gold Cup. One. Zero. The answer is zero. We've never played a World Cup qualifier in New York, uh, probably for the reason that um, it's so diverse. And, and we hate diversity as Americans. Well, and Costa Rica has a lot of, there are a lot of Costa Ricans in New York. It's a very, like. Are we a, playing at Yankee Stadium? Hot diggity dog. Um, it's at uh, Red Bull, so it's going to be small. It's going to be loud. And please, any American fans who are listening to this, the one of you, uh, go to the match. Get tickets and go to the match. Like, make it a home field advantage. Like, let's have cool games in one of the most beautiful stadiums in the U.S. Like, do it. In one of the best cities in the U.S. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey! 
Hey, Marcus Alonso. I saw that happen. I was like, oh, this is going to, it's going to be good. That was a good oh, Alonso with the brace. That was an awesome drive by Conte down the middle. So we're saying Chelsea's up 3 nothing now? Chelsea are up. T- <laughs> oh, no, sorry. You scored on yourself. 2-1. to one. My bad. Hello. Well, sorry, we're not playing Swansea yet. Life this Chelsea game. I'll be um, sure to remind you when you guys only score two goals against Swansea. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Or one. You know, like, hasn't given up a goal from the run of play, though, with Bruce Arena forever. And they haven't lost. So I'm pretty confident in at least – Hey, two points. But fire Bruce, hire Spruce. Damn it! Oh my God. Um. Do should we talk about our Mount Rushmores or no? Sure. Let's. Yeah, let's that was it. actually a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I agree. Um. Colin, do you want to start us off, or Brad? Whoever's not me. thinking. Okay. I'll go. Um. So I think my rap Mount Rushmore is four people. Is is who you get to put on Mount Rushmore, men and women. Um. I can't remember what I said, but the Mount Rushmore I'm going to go with right now is. Uh, you can't talk about Amer- soccer in America without Mia Hamm. I think she's the George mm-hmm. Washington of Mount Rushmore's. Um, the and I, I am going to do two women and two men just because I think you have to. You don't have to, but, but because women are that important in American soccer history. And oh, absolutely. If not, if not more important. Sorry I, to cut you off. You know, I think they are more important. Have a Mount Rushmore made of four women. Sorry. Yeah, you could you absolutely could. Yeah, but I would put so I put her Mia Hamm on first. She's She's my George Washington. Uh, beside her, Thomas Jefferson um, is going to be – I put Joe Gagens on there. Joe Gagens is this Haitian immigrant who scored a goal, the goal against England in the 1950-ish World Cup to beat England 1-0. Um, I, was, I was there. Uh, yeah, in Brazil. So Joe Gagens is on that just because he's kind of like this historical guy. Um, actually, he's not, he's not my Thomas Jefferson. He's my Teddy Roosevelt who's – Kind of randomly there, but <laughs> uh, fun fact: Roosevelt's there because he was friends with the sculptor. Uh, so he's my Roosevelt. That's Joe Gagens and Mia Hamm. Um, my Thomas Jefferson is uh, Landon Donovan because he is uh, beautiful, hey. pure, and probably the best American ever until Pulisic, like <laughs> Obama's his way onto the Mount Rushmore. Um, and then my Abraham Lincoln is going to be – I wanted – it's hard to pick between Carly Lloyd and Abby Wambach, but Carly oh. Lloyd represents, like, everything that's right about soccer. She's, like, the most pure number 10 we've ever had. So Carly Lloyd is my last one. So Carly Lloyd, Joe Gagens, uh, what a celebration. Um, Mia Hamm and Landon Donovan. Nice. Wait, Colin, did Tottenham just score – no, they didn't. I was just you promise. Like, yeah, I was laughing at Conti's celebration. It was pretty funny. Okay, it's uh, a me, a Conti. Okay, I'm a. Bum, 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 bum. That was him going down the pipe. <laughs> you just got the little fire flower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> score. Okay, who's next? <laughs> oh, I'm watching his celebration. Making Mario noises. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go just because mine's so similar to yours, and I think Brad's is as well. Um, mine's, I think, the most different. To be honest, oh, really? Okay. Mia Hamm for Sharks for the exact same reason that you said. I won't repeat it. Um, Landon Donovan for Sharks, Turtley, McToats, McGoats because duh, Super Saiyan. Um, and then I also said Carly Lloyd. 
because of the exact same reasons that you said. And then my only thing was instead of Gagins, I said Bruce Arena because yeah, that's fair. hire Bruce, fire Spruce. Boo. I, um, I think you can make a not crazy argument. Probably, I, I still think it's just true, that Carly Lloyd's game, the World Cup finals match against Japan, is the greatest single game an individual has played in the World Cup finals of men or women ever. Like, that, I, that's a, that's hard to argue against. Insane, insane. What year was that? Twenty fourteen. Yep. Fifteen. And just does she have three goals or five goals? Eighteen. She had eighteen goals. She had three. She had three goals. Several assists. Crazy. Yeah, she had three she, goals. Car, yeah, Carly Lowe is amazing, and I also think that instead of Bruce Arena, I, I think Abby Wambach. Is a very close, you know. I guess not number two, number four, whatever. Yeah, but I, I think it's certainly worth noting that women's soccer in the United States. I mean, I, I, I honestly, Colin, maybe you might know a little bit more about this. I mean, I, I could, I think you could attribute part of the rise of soccer in American sports to the, you know, the time we won the World Cup at home. I think you're right, um, and I mean, I, it, I I just think that good on good on the United States for doing the um, that the, the parade after they won the World Cup. Um, I I really do. Th- I think women's soccer in the United States is just as integral as men's soccer in any other uh, in any other setting. So. That women's team from the 90s was so good that they played, like, a friendly match against the world. It was, like, the world all-stars versus the women, the U.S. women. Yeah. That, like, happened. Good job, USA. Good job. Yeah. You're, they were really you're, good. I remember watching that. I think the U.S. lost, like, 2-1, to one, but they were playing the world all-stars. Who's your Rushmore, Brad? Okay, sorry. Uh, so mine, me and him, we talk that one to death so moving on uh my next is timmy howard okay uh i just feel like tim howard is the best goalie america's ever had and he's done just a ton like he was so successful in the epl i mean he played for manchester united and everton like he's just been extremely successful and like really helped not just him, like, I think you could throw in some of the other, like, big-time men's goalies. But, like, I mean, the U.S. is for a while, was like a powerhouse of goalies. And I think when you think about it, Tim Howard was the best of the best. I mean, he's still great. Like, so, I'm on there, like, mad respect for Timmy. Um, then I have John Harks, who's the first U.S. player to play in the EPL. So, kind of a big deal. At least I feel that way. So, and then I have Wombach. So, all-time leading scorer. Uh, she's awesome. She's done a lot for social justice as well. Like, there's just a lot of reasons you can put her on there. So, and then I had as a close person that I left off, uh, Kobe Jones. But we don't have to go into that because Colin hates Kobe Jones. So. Kobe Jones is my fraternity brother. Cool. In case I never told you that. Nope. No, everyone knows. Okay, cool. Um, Chelsea won two-one against Spurs and Wembley. And uh, the final possession stats look like about 70-30 Spurs. 
Well, well, well. So, uh, but Chelsea also had 10 shots. That's a so, lot. So Transition. Hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. How much of that has to do with Chelsea bunkering at the end of the game? I don't do math very well. Because yeah. you have to look at the five-minute. The first half, I bet, was Chelsea. It was probably pretty close in possession. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Yep. Um, let's talk about the major league soccer's. Um, Davis, what do Oh, you want me to start the segment about Major League Soccer? That's perfect. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for that. Really appreciate that. Um, Reading the agenda. <laughs> you're the worst. Um, so I have been keeping up with Atlanta kind of tangentially. And the Kardashians, um, probably. Nope, definitely not the Kardashians. And... Um, and praying to God that I get a local MLS team here in Detroit. Um, but watching Atlanta play the, I don't know, a couple times I've watched them this season, they're really fun to watch. They're a very fun young team. They really are. And um, I, I think I told you all that I need to eat crow. And for our any Atlanta listener, listeners, let's, let's not get ourselves a listener, um, do we have an Atlanta listener? There might be one. Um, I need to eat crow because I lambasted your city for being one of the worst sports towns in America, which it, it is because, you know, whatever. But the way that ATL, UTD, FC, SC, Real has played, and or at least the way that their fans have been just all over the place. I think, Colin, you said that at, in Nashville, y'all saw Atlanta United fans. Uh, yeah, I think I think they wow, have. Become, so they left the South yeah. and went to the Midwest, Davis. Yeah, they went all the way up to the Midwest. I do think, and I'll let you keep going, Davis. But I, I do think Atlanta has become the team of the South instead of Orlando. I, I guess, and I think you would probably agree that Orlando is kind of really not. Well, really Orlando is not the South. It's not really a Southern city. It's a it's yeah. Florida. Yeah. Uh, Are there any cool. southern cities in Florida? I'm just yeah, honest. Cool. Tallahassee, maybe. Tallahassee and Gainesville. Yeah, Gainesville's kind of like, yeah, Gainesville's like where So you're saying pretty much yeah. everything on the uh, panhandle is south, but once you're in the Wang part of Florida, you're yeah. not in the south? Well, Gain- Gainesville's in that big peninsula part, so... Yeah. Part, but it still seems southern to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, but I, I know I, I think you're right. I think Atlanta's very much become the the team of the South, um, mm-hmm. and I think that wh- why are you fussing at me, Brad? No, I'm not. There's construction going on, and it's so loud. So sorry if you guys hear that. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we can hear it. Right. Um, but no, yeah. So good on Atlanta. Good on Atlanta's fans. Bobby Dodd Stadium. I, I thought would never. Could never be louder than it would be for a Tech UGA game at night. But, golly, that place has been loud as, and just an incredible environment to watch on TV. Um, so I can't imagine what it's like there. And then whenever they move into the new stadium. September 10th. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, so good on Atlanta. Good, good for y'all. And, and uh, if Detroit doesn't get a team, maybe I'll buy a jersey and start planting my roots, I guess, a little bit at MLS. So Atlanta is one of the reasons that I believe that you won't see Cincinnati get a team. It's one of the reasons, an MLS team, because um, 
you know, we've seen, I'm not sure how many teams now where it's kind of been this great lower division team and then they've gotten the MLS team because they have the fans that show up. Orlando's one of those. Portland's one of those. Uh, Seattle even, eh, Seattle didn't really have the fans. But um, so Portland, Atlanta, and then Minnesota are kind of the like, this is it. Like you, you guys have gotten this team because of your really cool and good support in the USL or in the ASL or whatever. But Atlanta came in and said, nope, the product is MLS. Like fans want to go to this because of the MLS. People didn't go to Silverbacks games and the Silverbacks have been there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, well, let owners see this and I've heard this. Be I, true. Hold on. Sorry, Brad and Colin. I, I want to chime in for, yeah. Because because this, this this is what gets me all riled up with with uh, Detroit City people. Um, I think that what happened with Atlanta is you saw Terminus Legion their their support group br- really bridge, and that they were the Silverback support group. Yeah, group, and they really bridged and embraced exactly what Colin said that the product is MLS. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were able to bridge that, that the, the whole transition from, you know, having 3,000 fans to being the team of the South, like we were just yeah. talking about. And I think that if Detroit City was smart, which I'm they're frequently not. learning that they're not, there's, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, it just boils my my bubble so much because I want a freaking MLS team here and it'd be amazing. It would bring all the communities together, but there's one group of doofuses who are uh, trying to say that's a bad thing. And I sincerely disagree. And I think if Detroit city could act more like terminus legion, then MLS Detroit could be a beacon for, you know, soccer one in, in Michigan and for diversity, I think, in the game and inclusion, I, I really think that that could be Detroit's role. But alas, Detroit City refuses to Im- act as Terminus Legion. So good on Terminus Legion. I really think they, that, they, that they were the vehicle um, for, uh, for such an easy transition and such a successful transition. So I- sorry. No, and, and that's what I think. What the, what the NFL, or the NFL, what the MLS is looking for now, MLS, excuse me, not the MLS, um, <laughs> is they, don't, they need billionaires, frankly. They need to say, we need guys who are going to take our league, who are going to be able to have the money to let our league go from having a $4 million salary cap to a $20 million salary cap with the potential to add 10 to 15 to 20 extra million in fake money or in, um, you know, spending over the salary cap on specific players that, that it's allowed. And that's why when you have these billionaire owners like Dan Gilbert in Detroit, like the, I mean, they're like multiple billionaires in Nashville. That's why I think honestly Nashville's a lock right now because the Wilfs from Minnesota going down to Nashville once they, uh, didn't get their thing suggests to me that MLS said, Hey Wolves, if you join the Nashville ownership group, we will give that a team. I would, I don't think that's even a conspiracy theory. I would, if I were a betting man, I would lay down some money to say Nashville is a lock because of that. So I think you're going to see Nashville. I think you're going to see, um, Detroit. And then I, 
you might see Sacramento later, but I think you're going to see a lot of upset people when that doesn't happen. <laughs> Sorry, I hijacked Atlanta talk to be about. No, 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 no you're good. I, I, I think this was. I think this is good. Uh, Atlanta's good. I, they may not make the playoffs, but they're good. They're currently seventh. Sure. They're a point out, but they're seventh. And honestly, they really are fun to watch. Yeah, they are. So, um, all right, let's talk about uh, those losers, Seattle Sounders. They're in second right now. They're playing well. They played Minnesota today. They'll probably win because Minnesota's not good. Um, Ladero's coming around, so that's probably good. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. So, you know, Colin, do you have anything to add? No, they're good. Uh, it seems like Jordan Morris is playing a little better. I know he's not really scoring, but he's playing better. He's assisting a little bit. He's, uh, he's getting there. And I, Seattle's good. I don't know where they're going to finish the year, but – no, I'm glad. I mean, they'll make the playoffs. I don't know how they'll do in the playoffs, though. So I'm really glad they didn't get Honda. Yeah, me too. He's Everyone old. wanted him, but I was like, don't get an old guy. Honda's in uh, Pachuca. Is he really? He went to the, he went to Liga MX. Yeah, he's playing with Pachuca. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did see that. It's cool. I'm like, enjoy being a retirement league. Uh, <laughs> next yeah. Um, he looks old. Like I know he's 31, but he just looks old. He's not moving like he used to. No, he hasn't been good in like 10 years. It's crazy. All right. Let's do the Columbus crew. All right. So for, for the first time ever, Columbus have three DPs. Uh, they just signed Pedro Santos, a dude from uh, Braga in Portugal, who is mm-hmm. 28, so he's kind of in the middle of his prime. And he's going to be good. He got his first playing time yesterday at Orlando, uh, where Columbus uh, drew a big draw, a good draw. Probably knocked Orlando out of the playoffs for good. Um, they needed three points, and they didn't get it. Um, Columbus has had an interesting season, kind of up and down. And I say that even though they, through 25 games, they have the most points they've ever had with their manager. So it's, it's kind of weird to say that. Um, but they're playing, you know, well enough. Uh, they really, they, they're kind of at some weird contract things with Ola Kamara. There was a story earlier this week about him not um, not agreeing to terms with Columbus on an extension. I can't imagine they Columbus won't agree to him with an extension. Um, he's getting paid pretty well right now. I think he's at like six hundred thousand. He's a TAM signing. Um, it seems like that also might have been an agent leak that Kamara wasn't really expecting. Um, he, he had some weird comments to, uh, the massive report, the other blog I write for that said, you know, I didn't know this was coming, um, that we had a story about. So check that out. Shameless, uh, shameless plug plug for other websites that have more viewers than us, sadly. Um, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, but he, um, I think he'll resign and the defense is coming around. Jonathan Mensa DP signing. Center back has been an unmitigated disaster, and I would venture, I guess, is gone after this season if they can. Uh, I'm a little worried they're going to lose Iguain after this year, but he's every year he's getting older, and he's now he's starting to do that thing where he'll get injured kind of in the middle of the season in the summer for a little bit, which is what happens when you get older. Um, so that that's a little worrisome to me. Uh, they they haven't they don't really have a creative creative player to replace him um but they are kind of doing a new system they're doing the 343 now 
a little more counterattack focused, a little more defensively focused, and it's nice to see them being flexible with a lot of good center backs. Do they make the playoffs? I think so. We have three get home games in a row coming up now, starting now. And it was big to get this road point. Um, Early fifth, but I, two teams behind you have played. We've got way more games. Played four less games, and yeah. Montreal played two less games. I'm worried about Montreal uh, just because. Montreal has the same amount of points as y'all. They're on fire right now. That's what worries me. Um, Columbus does – so MLS is really, really hard to win on the road for whatever reason. Uh, I did a thing about Chicago, who has only two home road wins the entire season, and yesterday was their first home loss. Um, so winning on the road is nearly impossible. Um, the Columbus have a three-game homestand, but those matches are against L.A. It's got to be a win. Dallas and Sporting KC. So if Columbus can get seven points from that, I think they're going to be in a good place. If they can get five points – tall order. Seven points is tough. Five points is doable, but I think five points would be probably good enough. Um, they've got five home games left out of their last eight. Uh, so they've really got to do some work in those. They also have Orlando again, who will be decidedly out of the playoffs by then. They've got DC United at home. So these all have to be – you've got to win the games you should, and you've got to try to snag a couple draws. Columbus hasn't drawn a lot this year. So, you know, statistical regression says that they should have quite a few draws to end out the season. That's not bad. Um, if they get some draws, that's, that's a good thing. Um, I think they'll be in the playoffs. I think if they're not in the playoffs, it's not a disaster, especially when you look at the points they've gotten this season. Um, the Jonathan Mensah signing is bad, and it doesn't look good, but they did draft Lawless Abubakar, who's a really good uh, young center back. They also Alexi, got Lawless Abubakar. Um, they also have Alex Cronali, who's a homegrown player, who's really, really good, center back, tall. Um, they've got Nicola Nace, who they're not really playing much right now. They've got Gaston Suaro, who's injured and can come back next year, so they can let him go. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm Honestly, if they finish with a decent amount of points, I'm not going to think the season was a disaster, even if they don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There you go. And that's been your that's been Collins Columbus Crew Corner all of the season. Columbus Crew Corner. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome uh, back. Uh, LA, since her name's not here, it's a disaster. LA's a disaster this year. Uh, they fired their manager, so they're on. They have a uh, good old Ziggy, Ziggy Schmidt. Um, they brought in Ziggy Piggy. It's an unmitigated disaster. They are. They have uh, twenty-three points. They're ninth in the West. They're just totally out of the playoff hunt. They're not going to the playoffs. I mean, they've. They've made some good signings. They've got uh, both Santos brothers, Dos Santos brothers. Um, but that's kind of it. They're, they don't – Gaiasi Zardes hasn't recovered. And Van Damme um, just left. Van Damme left, uh, kind of homesick. Jermaine Jones isn't good. I mean, they don't have a striker. They're not in a good way. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they revamp after this offseason, whether they say, you know what, we're going to give the reins to the young guys, which they should have done this year. Or whether they say, you know what, we're going to spend some money and get a guy while we have, we're going to, we're going to go for Chicharito. Like, especially because LAFC just signed Carlos Vela. Um, I think, I think if I'm LA, I give Chicharito every money he wants in this off season. I know he's signed for two years at West Ham, but you'd give him all the monies. You say, here you go. This is it. Here's everything. Well, 
That's Ooh, LA. Chicharito. LA bad. LA, LA bad. Um, all right. Uh, Colin, it looks like you have some thoughts on designated players in general. Did, uh, mostly Columbus got Pedro Santos, which is cool. Carlos Vela is going to be a DP. That's neat. Uh, and do then, LAFC start next year? Yes, they do. Their stadium is being built as we speak. And you say it's pretty. It's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty. It's already, it's already up there. It's big. It's a big boy. It's a big daddy stadium. Gross. Uh, yeah. Was anyone surprised today? Sorry, kind of backtracking a little yeah. bit, but DeAndre Yedlin wasn't even on the bench today for Newtown. Yeah, he's hurt, bro. Oh, is he? Yeah, he'll, yeah. Be, he'll be on the bench. They like him, but he's hurt. Rafa Benitez takes his order really well. Yeah. God. Get out. <laughs> ah, Rafa stinks. Here, look, I'm sharing my screen with you. You can see LAFC Stadium. Look, it's there. I can't That's see it. Stadium. I can't see it. Look at this. Do you Not see sharing it? anything. Technical difficulties. Great oh. radio. Here we go. Now I'm sharing my screen. Look at that. That's crazy, right? Oh wow, looks really nice. It's like a legit stadium. They're building. They have stands and everything. Look well, at that. Yeah, they host the Chargers, so. No, that's a different one. Yeah, I know. That's where the Galaxy play. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, here it is, and there's downtown LA. You can see it. Huh. Yeah, it's crazy. Is it, it what, like? Is it in a decent part of LA? Like, are, uh, basically, I'm trying to figure out: Are people going to go to this game? Yeah. To, to go see. Renee's not here to say they will or won't, but I, yeah, they are, and it's it's going to be. They they're doing everything right aside from not having an academy at all. They're going to spend a lot of money on players, a lot. Money. Well, nice. All right. Um, yeah. So I guess that about wraps up our MLS talk. Yep. Um, anything else hasn't started yet? Davis hates the playoffs. I love the playoffs. Give me those playoffs. Playoffs are dumb. Um, but yeah, man, that's, uh, that's the that's the way it is. All right. Well, this has been episode 18. 18. Up to 20. Gosh, we are we, we are just so killing it. Our podcast um, can buy cigarettes now, you guys. It's 18. That's that's that was bad. That was really bad. It can't um Bill Bill Simmons, if you're listening, uh that statement was not endorsed and Colin makes bad jokes all the time. So he doesn't have to be a part of it whenever you buy us. So it can be had for money. Just let us know. We will sell it for money. <laughs> we will sell the name of the podcast, which we have no rights to. Yeah, we do. You can call it hello from the offside. But we don't have any rights to it. What do you mean? We don't have rights. We own the website. It's fair use, bro. Brad, it's not copyrighted. That's, First off, we would want to trademark this. Yes. Can you? Trademark yeah. it for it. How much is it? Uh, it's like, I could trademark it. It costs us probably like $400. Uh, that's about $390 more than I want to pay. <laughs> but we have the website, so someone else can't sneak in and get it from us. We could we could file an appeal, right? We could be like, we were first. You can't do that. We called dibs. MLS, MLS rules. We called we- dibs. We do have the website, so that's how websites work. Like, we didn't domain squat. We actually use this, but yeah, we will. But Bill Simmons, if you want this website, you can buy it for a price to be named. 
Not less than the sum of all four of our student loans. <laughs> that would be amazing. Or $50,000. Or $100 trillion. Or maybe like even like $10,000. I might, we might sell for $10,000. Or like fifty. dollars you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you, Brad and Colin. This has been Ado from the Offside, and we'll have a, another episode relatively soon. We're going to start churning these babies out. We'll get them. So, uh, so, dear listener, make sure you keep listening. So, all right. Well, okay, bye. 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 Bye, y'all. Goodbye. From the offside.